Welcome back to the Fundamental Hour. Welcome back to our series where we're discussing spiritual gifts. Last week, we specifically started talking about the, the biblical teaching of tongues. What does the Bible teach about tongues? Is what going on or what takes place in many churches today, is that biblical? And in the previous lesson, we began studying Acts chapter 2 to see if what happened in the Scriptures supports the teaching of many churches today concerning tongues. In other words, is what people are teaching you about tongues, is that what the Bible is teaching? So far, we have learned that in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost being a Jewish feast day, a very important holiday in the Jewish religion, where people, where Jews from all over the known world had traveled to be at Jerusalem. We've learned that on that day, God fulfilled a prophecy that He would send His Spirit and His power upon His disciples that were gathered in the upper room, praying and waiting on God like Jesus had told them to do in Acts chapter 1 and in Luke chapter 24. We also learned that three miracles took place. There was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind that filled all the house. There were cloven tongues as of fire that sat upon each of them. And then, ultimately, they all spoke And what the Bible said there in Acts chapter 2 was other tongues. And we learned on that day that the people who heard them speaking in tongues, that they heard them speak the wonderful works of God in their own languages. Now, today we're going to look at Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 13. And we're going to get into a little more detail about what happened here. And we're going to explain to you what tongues are. We're going to define what tongues are specifically from the Bible. So what are tongues? What uh, does other tongues mean? What does new tongues mean? Let's let's get into this. What are tongues? So Acts chapter 2, I'm going to turn there. We're going to start... In verse number 4, the Bible says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the disciples are speaking, uttering, talking in other tongues. Look at verse number 6. Now when this was noised abroad, when the word got out, that these men were speaking in other tongues, the multitude came together and were confounded. The word confound, it means they were confused. They were bewildered. They were amazed. They marveled. Well, what were they confused about? Well, it says here, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. So, I am an American. I speak English. I don't speak Chui. I don't speak Ga. I don't speak French. I speak English. That's it. 
you know that. You watch me. Hopefully many of you watch me every week. Have you watched me many times? And you know I don't speak those languages. If I came to this program next week and I just started speaking all those different languages, never having learned them, you would be looking at this television and you would be like, wow. You would marvel. You would be amazed like, Pastor Spears speaking Twee, Pastor Spears speaking God, Pastor Spears speaking French. And you would be confused as to how this is possible. So that's exactly what was happening on the day of Pentecost. You had these disciples who were from Israel. They were Jews. They, the Bible says they were Galileans. They did not speak the languages of many of these people who had gathered, who had come from many other nations. And yet, they were able to speak in these people's languages. So they were marveled. They were amazed. Look in verse number 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? They looked at each other and was like, I'm, I'm from... Arabia, and this guy's speaking my language. Did you? Another guy says, yeah, I'm from Crete. And this guy over here, he's speaking my language. And another one said, I'm from Libya. I'm from Africa. And this guy was speaking my language. They were amazed at what was happening. And in verse 8, they asked a question, and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? So I want you to take note there that he says, in our own tongue. Now look in verse 11. It says, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So it is mentioned in verse number 4, they spoke in other tongues. In verse number uh, 8, it says, our own tongue. In verse 11, uh, it says, speak in our tongue. Tongues. So what are tongues? Okay. Again, look in verse number 6. And I want to draw your attention specifically here to a specific word. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own what? What's it say there on the screen? His own what? Language. Now in verse 8 it says... Every man in our own what? Tongue. In verse 11 it says, We do hear them speak in our tongues. So what's the difference between a language and a tongue? There's no difference. It's the same thing. Tongues are languages. Now, I do not speak any other language in English. I have studied other languages. I am slightly familiar with other languages. One language that I'm familiar with is the Spanish language. And I know that when you go into many restaurants, any many uh, Mexican restaurants, they're Spanish-speaking people, one of the items on their menu that they like to eat is cow tongue. And on their menu, in their language, the word tongue is the word lingua. 
L-E-N-G-U-A, lingua. It means tongue. I was in a restaurant one time, and I looked on the menu, and I saw lingua, and I asked, what is lingua? And they said, oh, that's cow tongue. So lingua sounds like what? Language. You see, language and the word tongue is the same thing. Other tongues means other languages. What do you speak with? Your tongue. You use your lips, your mouth, your oral cavities in your head, your nasal cavities, your tongue, all these, your voice box, all these different things come into play in speaking. But without a tongue, you could not speak properly. You could maybe make sounds, but you could not articulate a language without a tongue. And that's why we call it tongues. So languages and tongues are the same thing. They are used interchangeably in the Bible. So that's what tongues are. Tongues means languages. Now, what are other tongues? When the Bible said the disciples were speaking in other tongues, it was clear that they were speaking in languages of the people that were hearing them. They were speaking in languages that were not their native language, not, not the language they grew up learning. For example, many of you grew up in your home and you, you were taught and you learned maybe your first language was Chui, or maybe it was Ga, or maybe it was Ewe, or maybe it was French. And that's your native tongue. And then later, maybe you went to school and you learned English, or you learned French, or you learned a different language. And the Bible says here that they spoke in other tongues. So if I were to speak in an other tongue, I would be speaking in a tongue different than the one I learned as a little child. But it is a language that is known by someone else and understood by others, like Russian, French, Japanese, Chinese. All these are other tongues. They are languages different than my language, whatever my language would be. For you, if you're watching this program and you don't speak French, French, French would be an other tongue to you. Or Spanish would be an other tongue to you. To me, Chi or Ga or Ewe or French, or these languages are other tongues to me. And in verses 9 through 11 of Acts chapter number 2, it says, it mentions the different, many of the different nations, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and in Cappadocia, in Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and in parts of Libya. All these people speak different languages and they speak other tongues, if you will, or other languages. The disciples spoke in these other tongues through the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to notice in verse number 4, 
it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak that language, they spoke. Now, what you need to understand is many people in this world speak more than one language. Many of you watching this program, some of you speak two languages, some of you speak three, some of you speak four, some of you may speak more languages than that. But nobody watching this program speaks every language. And what this is telling us in Acts chapter 2 is not that these disciples went to school and learned how to speak these languages. What this is telling us is that through the power of God's Spirit, they were given the ability to miraculously speak the languages of the people that were there in Jerusalem from all these different parts of the world. It was a miracle. But what was being spoken was understood by the person that was hearing it. Now, it was a miracle. It was a phenomenon. It was supernatural. This miracle was not ecstatic utterances. It was not somebody being overcome by God's Spirit. We know that from Acts chapter 2, that the people who heard the disciples speaking in other tongues, that they heard in their own language. They heard in, they heard in the language that they learned growing up as a child. And they were amazed at the, the fact that these men from Galilee could speak these languages, being men from Galilee. So, let's review what we've learned here in Acts chapter 2. Number one, there were no ecstatic utterances being spoken in Acts chapter 2. In other words, what was being spoken was understood by those who heard it. Again, many churches claim that ecstatic utterances are when someone is filled with the Holy Spirit and moved beyond their control to speak in a language that they do not understand. This is not biblical. It may be happening, but it's not biblical. It's not what happened in the Bible, and it shouldn't be taking place in churches. Number three, this practice of tongue speaking that's taking place, I just said it, I'll say it again, it's not consistent with Acts chapter 2. Number four, other tongues in Acts chapter 2 was, or it meant that the people speaking those languages were speaking in a different language than the one they knew. And this was a fulfilled prophecy of the new tongues that was mentioned in Mark chapter 16. So the new tongues of Mark 16 is exactly what took place in Acts chapter 2. New tongues and other tongues were the same thing. Other tongues means different languages. New tongues means you spoke those languages by the power of the Holy Spirit. If I were to go and go to school and learn how to speak Russian, then Russian to me 
would be in other tongues. But if the Holy Spirit of God gave me the power to speak Russian without learning it, that would be a new tongue. It would be an other tongue, but also a new tongue. It's an other tongue because it's a different language than my English, but it's also described as a new tongue because God had miraculously given me the ability to speak it. I did not study it. I did not learn it. And that is exactly what took place in Acts chapter 2. God's people were given power by God's Spirit to speak in languages other than their own language by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's not what is taking place in many of the so-called tongue-speaking churches today. What's taking place in many of these churches is not biblical. It's not of God. It's a deception of the devil. I hope you'll come back next week as we continue on this subject of tongue speaking. God bless you and thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour.